0: Megan, happy next episode recording. Happy next episode recording. Uh, I love
1: your outfit. What are you wearing? Thank you. I'm wearing a uh, Versace. <laughs> uh, so I'm still here in California with Megan. And I made a joke earlier before I came out here about like, oh, you know, to get ready for the Ren Fair because that's why I'm here this week and not next week because... She doesn't want to go to the Ren Fair <laughs> Like a weirdo. <laughs> Megan has a ton of Ren Fair costumes. So I am wearing this gorgeous lacy pink number with like ruching on the on the arms and I have a tiara on. And uh we're gonna be podcasting this way. Uh and I am wearing just one of my
0: underdresses and a baseball cap and a tiara on top of the baseball <laughs> cap. I'm sorry, no pictures. <laughs> just I want you all to imagine in your hearts that we look amazing. <laughs> Uh, but today we are back for another episode of Words of Radiance. My name is Megan and I should be cleaning my
1: kitchen. My name is Emily. I should probably be taking a nap. But instead Instead,
0: we're making a podcast. We're making a podcast. And in this week's podcast, we Ooh, are doing so some good. interludes. Emily at first brush,
1: what did you think oh of these? Oh my gosh. There is okay, so a lot of times a lot of the interludes are pretty straightforward of just like this is what's happening in the world. It's just here's the here's the steps that people are taking. Here's the actions that people are doing. But this has so many like oh, just good things to talk about. Like ooh. especially uh, interlude twelve and interlude fourteen. I'm excited to talk about those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's get started. Uh, the first interlude is from the point of view of
1: someone named. Lawn. Mm-hmm. Tell us about tell us about Brother Lawn. Who is he? Brother Lawn is an ardent. Uh-huh. He I, I wasn't sure if he was like the main ardent or if he's just uh he's a senior ardent. He's yeah. not like anybody, you know, super high up. But he is greeting a new ardent today that has been sent to the Colin Palace. which you lied to me, Megan. I don't think I did. I think I
0: specifically said we will see what Queen A Sudan's been up to. Ugh. I don't think I
1: said we will see Queen Azudan. I think that's what you made it sound like. I think that's what you thought would happen. I wanted to meet the secret wife, and I did not get to, and I'm mightily disappointed. She seems nice. She seems (laughs) fine, yeah. Very
0: Marie Antoinette. Right? Ugh, I left my silver cup all the way over there. Oh, no. I'm going to go get it. Okay. But anyway, um,
1: while I'm walking, tell us about Brother Lon. Awesome. So Brother Lon is uh, receiving a new Ardent today. Yep. Uh, So he's kind of been assigned to her. Well, she's been assigned, assigned to him, and he's taking her around, showing her around the palace and telling her how amazing it is to work here for the queen. And all the cool stuff that she will get to do, like have hot water for baths and horseback riding and warm places to sleep and just, like, explaining of just, like, this is the place. Yeah.
0: and Sort this, of a thing. This new uh, transfer ardent, uh, <laughs> she is not having any of it. Not
1: impressed at all.
0: Uh, her name is Pi. P-A-I. P-A-I. And <laughs> Pi is
1: a radical Yes, <laughs> an extremely,
0: extremely faithful, ardent. She follows the it's debunked. devotary of denial. Mm-hmm. So she, her whole thing is about like denying yourself the grander things in life to not get distracted and and get your you know have yourself be closer to, you know your your, your Lord, mm-hmm. uh. But let's. Let's uh, slow down a bit and go through. So, we haven't seen this palace since the prelude to book one. That's right. Because this is where Zeth killed Gavilar. Mm -hmm. So, as they are uh, first walking around, they stop by the Circle of Memories, a round room with ten lamps on the wall, one for each of the ancient epoch kingdoms, and an eleventh lamp... Represented the tranquiline halls and a large ceremonial keyhole set into the wall. Represented the needs for ardents to ignore borders and look only at the hearts of men. Or something like that. He wasn't sure, honestly.
1: Yeah. Um, and as we we get to know more about this ardent... I mean, we haven't met tons of them. We met a fake mm-hmm. one. And then we met the two scientist ones, you know. So we've met a few. We've met the ones that, you know, Adolin speaks with and stuff like that. But... um she, Pai just seems unimpressed with everything around her. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because she is greeted by brother uh, Lan as to like welcome. This is the easiest job in the world. Like you have to do next to nothing. And and it's expl- okay, so the reason that this is the best job in the world is because the queen is worried that she is not in favor with the almighty. And so brother Lan Mon tells Pai All you have to do is tell the queen she's in favor and we can do whatever we want. I loved this chapter. The two different viewpoints of here's Brother Lon just being like, I'm going to skate through this life and I have got it good and everything is great. And then you've got Pi over here who we'll get into later, but just... Not impressed. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is not what I became an ardent for. I'm not here to just, like, revel in the lap of luxury. That's not what being an ardent is all about. Yeah.
0: Um. In fact, so a bit of a foreshadowing is mm-hmm. when Lon says, the queen, sometimes she worries the Amardi isn't pleased with her. Pi says, rightly so. Mm-hmm. She, and Lon's like, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause she figures if she treats ardents well, it'll buy her favor. So the outer towns have been sending Kolinar
1: tributes Mm -hmm. of food. Yeah. What's the food doing? Well the food is supposed to go to the soldiers Uh on the Shattered Plains. And it hasn't. It just rots. It just sits in the courtyard and rots. And I wanna say Because the Queen can't be bothered. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, oh it was so it was so interesting. What did he say? Hold on. Something about like every... Oh, 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 okay. They have plenty of food on the Shattered Plains, Lon said. They've got gemstones coming out of their ears there. And nobody is starving here either. You're exaggerating. Life is good. And I'm just like, he's not one of the people. Like, he's so elevated. He doesn't understand the suffering of the quote-unquote common man. Which... I thought was kind of like the whole point of Ardence is to like minister or like mm-hmm. take care of those around him. And you've got, we've got Lan, who is just like, keep your head down. Don't make waves. Don't rock the boat. This is a good thing. Ooh.
0: Uh, Pai mentions that the beggar's feast has been canceled. We saw a beggar's feast in the prelude to book one. Okay. Prologue to book one. <laughs> And I was re-listening to our episodes the other day, and I want to shout out, because there's that one beggar that, like, approached Zeth and is like, have you seen me? And you were like, is that Hogath?" Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm reading another beautiful summary of the palace. The carved pillars here were considered one of the greatest artworks of all time, and one could trace their history back to before the shadow days. The gilding on the floor was ingenious. A lustrous gold... That had been placed beneath soul-cast ribbons of crystal. It ran like rivulets between floor mosaics. The ceiling had been decorated by Ululian himself, the greatest ardent painter, and depicted a storm blowing in from the east. Mm
1: -hmm. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, And like, he takes such pride about like, this city has never been sacked. Like, one of the very few cities in the world that, you know, can claim that sort of a thing. And you just get the feeling of pure opulence, just amazing. And oh, there's so many good points to hear. Like at one point, Pi points out, like, "Hey, we have a lot of, we have a lot of wealth that's coming in from the Shattered Plains, but it never seems to trickle down to the people who actually need it. It just, again, builds up in the hands of people who already have it." I'm just like, oh, ah. So they go to the kitchen,
0: and. There's a bit where Lan is like, he just finished lunch, but he grabs up a plate of fry bread because being a proper sycophant could work up an appetite. (laughs) And this is where Pai is like, are you trying to lure me with exotic foods? Mm -hmm. And she goes on to describe like, this is how strict I am. And I only have a piece of fruit on special occasions. Mm -hmm. And Lan just goes,
1: you're not serious. What is wrong with you? (laughs) I just love, I love this whole idea of like the truly dedicated. I mean, listen, I'm also going to say she's maybe taking it a little extreme, but Mm -hmm. she is dedicated to what she believes an ardent's life should be doing correctly. And then you've got this guy who I think has, I mean, we don't know his whole backstory, but it feels like he has just convinced himself he's still doing the Lord's work and benefiting from it. He's not doing the hard things because um, as Pai is talking about all the things that the queen has done, you know, canceled the beggar feast, just, you know, she she throws lavish feasts and people starve and all of these things. Somehow he has convinced himself that the way to be a good ardent is to tell this woman she's doing a good job so that he can keep living in luxury. Yeah. And Pai finally asks him about
0: what's the moral cost of how you live? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then she does talk about that, like, this is bigger than the queen because King Gavilar was not a great king either. Um, And like you said, there's, through all these battles, through all these fights, there's apparently all of these riches, Mm -hmm. but none of it ever materializes here. Yeah. And then she starts to ask about the almighty And then she says, why don't we hear from him? The heralds say we defeated the Voidbringers, that Aharetium was the great victory for mankind. But shouldn't he have sent them to speak with us, to counsel us? Why didn't they come during the Hierarchy to denounce us? If what the church had been doing was so evil, where was the word of the Almighty against it? And I would remind you that the defeat of the Voidbringers, Aharetium, that is in reference to the prelude to the first book.
1: Okay.
0: And as Yesrian and Kalak are talking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yesrian says, we'll tell everyone that we want. Oh, that's right. We'll tell everyone it's over.
1: hmm mm-hmm. And then, do you remember what the hierocracy was? That is when the church lost all of its, like, political power. Yeah. They, like, stripped all that, like, power away from the Ardents.
0: Yeah. So, 90% correct. The hierocracy is just, like, when the church was in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And then they cut stuff out from over the edge. Anyway, she says, do you know what? I'll stay here in Kolonar. I'll accept your proposal.
1: And he says, you won't get the other Ardents into trouble. So, I want to jump back a little bit. I think he is trying to convince her that she can do good here if she stays. But it is abundantly clear he is just trying to placate her. Because... He, as throughout the conversation, he realizes several times, he's like, oh, this approach isn't working. Oh, this approach isn't working. Oh, this approach isn't working. And so he is just trying to find a way basically to kind of like, it feels like to kind of just like shove her off and just be like, go do your own thing. Don't bother me. And what I do with my life, because I like my life. And it's very self, it feels very selfish to me because He cares more about all the little luxuries he has in life rather than the people he is supposed to be taking care of. You know, just, oh, it's so enraging that true change needs to happen. We've talked about this before, about like Mm -hmm. changing the system and how like difficult that is. And it's so enraging to me that, that we see the problem very clearly, that people are way more concerned with their own comfort, with how they can get ahead, with how their lives can be bettered. Rather than, hey, we need to listen. If you are the ardent to the queen and she is like dependent upon you to be like, tell me I'm going to get into heaven or the tranquiline halls or whatever, like the way that he tells Pi, like, hey, here's all this food. We used to have an ardent who would distribute it so maybe you could do it. Like, you could do good and, you know, do good where you are. You have the opportunity to whisper in the queen's ear. And be like, there are other things you could be doing that will actually get you into the Tranquiline hall. So I'm not saying that the Ardens are the reason that everyone is suffering, but I'm just like, oh, everything would be so different if they actually did their jobs. Yeah.
0: And Pi ends up doing something incredibly extreme. Mm-hmm. And I think we see... The extreme is not effective and will, in fact, make things worse. I don't know. Sorry. What I mean is, this goes back to our conversation about change Mm -hmm. and can you evoke great change now? Or, like, if you do the, quote, the right way, the correct way, Mm -hmm. if you work on slow but effective small changes that build up over time, Mm -hmm. but you would still allow atrocities to happen in the meantime... Which is the better choice, mm-hmm. and I feel like Pi, you know, went out on her own terms mm-hmm. and does her huge display, mm-hmm.
1: but I don't think Pi's thing helped. No, I, I almost wonder if she thought it was just like a big enough thing to get the Queen's attention and to make the Queen... Think about what she's doing. So basically what she does is like they all wake up the next day say they stumble into the people's hall, a large open building in the shadow of the palace where the queen, king or queen addressed the concerns of the masses. What has happened is that there are these glyphs written everywhere. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. read it just so like, so we don't, yeah. we don't miss anything. Ten large glyphs written directly on the stone of the floor running up to the dais dais with the king's common throne the glyphs listed the ten foolish attributes as represented by the ten fools beside each glyph was a written paragraph in women's script explaining how the queen exemplified each of the fools whoops lawn read with horror this this didn't just chastise it was a condemnation of the entire government of the light eyes and of the throne itself pie was executed the very next morning the riot started that evening. Uh-oh. I'm so excited to read about this. So things in R are not great. No! And here's the... the... Dalinar's clear over on the Shattered Plains. trying With Elocar, trying to keep everything together. Trying to strengthen or unite them or something. And the queen is supposed to be at home keeping everything together. And it's a mess on it both sides. It is a sides.
0: mess. And she has... Okay, so like... We've seen, like you said, Dalinar struggle with keeping the camps in order and just worrying about, like, his soldiers and stuff, and their hometown, Kolinar, has basically been left to rot. Mm-hmm.
1: And it is. And the Ardent said, like, oh, no, the queen is so blessed, she's chosen by the Almighty himself. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Honor is dead, and God is dead. I feel like Elucard might have been the one to choose his own wife. And... I bet Navani arranged the marriage. <laughs> um I don't okay, I am I love political intrigue. I think one of the reasons I like it so much is I I wouldn't be good at it. I don't I don't think I could win. Like I don't like chess. I don't like that sort of thing, but I love seeing it in practice. I love seeing it actually happen. And so to, we don't even see the queen in this in we this don't. chapter. It's just we see from the point of view of the people she's supposed to be ruling. And I'm assuming, even though this is a, a, a Lethe kingdom, a made-up kingdom, I mean, if you're ruling, you are there to take care of the city and the people, not to just revel in luxury. And I'm getting huge French Revolution vibes from this. Mm-hmm. Marie at, Antoinette. And, at least, like, the popular, storified concept of the French
0: Revolution we yes. all know. But yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just the idea that people are suffering, the elite don't help they don't care and then i feel like and then the elite are always like what do you mean you were suffering i had no idea i wasn't suffering (laughs) like what what lon says earlier where he's like oh don't be ridiculous nobody's starving there's a ton of food Mm -hmm. so when he's talking about like oh there's another uh, there was another ardent who did this you know he's trying to give pie a purpose again trying to get her to fall in line Um, the food does get taken away eventually, usually dumped into the square to be picked through by beggars. It's mostly rotten by then. Storms. He could almost feel the heat of her anger. I think she's lived this and has seen people suffer from this. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you said, like, this is the big, like, a big gesture Uh is maybe sometimes worse than building things up over time. I think... She just really wanted to get someone's attention. Just yeah. like something is wrong. Because she, I don't think she had the patience to sit and to like coax change. I yeah. think she was like change or nothing. Yeah. And it's not going to be nothing.
0: And I guess what I should say is the the audience for her big display. Mm-hmm. We saw from Lon's reaction to this reading mm-hmm. that Lon was like, Ugh. Like, this is bad. Like, she shouldn't have done this. That like... What am am I trying to say? Even if you have a sincere heart, if you don't... Like, the ardents were not going to be persuaded by this. Mm -hmm. The ardents are like, we are really happy with how our life is now. And, yeah, yeah, you know, the queen is not the best, but we're fine with how they are. So her big display for the ardents was ineffective. Mm -hmm. But I guess the common people must have heard about it because... Now they're rising up. hmm
1: hmm So. Which, I mean, sometimes you just need one thing to yeah. kind of push you into courage to yeah. change stuff. So there is a rebellion back home in Kolinar. I'm so excited. I, I just want to know what Navani's reaction to this is. Because she's talked about before that she's like, well, I'm just the ex-queen. And they just kind of like... Put up with me out there, which is one of the reasons why she came out to the shattered Plains is because she wasn't able to do anything yeah. out there. And, and I just want to see yeah. Nivani eviscerate the, Ace it on. Yeah, of just like you're not doing you. You are not a queen. Like, you, how could you have done this? Like, you want a Rui scene? I do, we do, we do, we do. Like, I just, I don't know. I like stupid people being put in their place. <laughs> And again, we haven't seen the queen. Maybe she had plans, maybe she wanted to destabilize stuff. I don't know. I don't know her. She's a secret wife. Rayfo, Okay. But not in this book. Ah. Sorry.
0: Blast. We've got some other things to do. <laughs> because uh hey, look. Here's Ash and Benley hanging hey! out. This is a very short one, but uh mm-hmm. there's some I'm going to... Little red flags in here. Okay. So, Eshinai is still hearing screaming
1: inside of herself. Mm Mm-hmm. What's that about? Uh, She just is keeping herself busy, so she doesn't have to listen to it. Listen, I know I'm getting into the weeds on a lot of things, but, like... It's our podcast. I love the idea of, like, there's something wrong, but I'm not... I'm just going to ignore it, and it will probably go away. Like, that is what I'm feeling from this, or just, like, she knows enough to be aware of it, but doesn't want to do anything about it, like is deliberately ignoring it instead of like sitting and like checking in with herself to see what's going on.
0: Uh-huh. Venli is sitting playing with a little storm in her hands mm-hmm. because storm form can just summon it. Yeah. So uh, it seems like the humans are coming towards our settlement, Narok, in, in force. Mm-hmm. This could still turn into a disaster. And Venli is like, we don't need any more training. We should bring a high storm right now. She is not patient let's at all. do it. Yeah. And Esh and I is like, let's wait. Because if we produce it too early, the Alethi won't come. Mm-hmm. Because they'll be like, what is this? Something's wrong. We're not going to do it. So we have to wait till they're very close. Mm-hmm. Venli seems thoughtful. And then she smiles and just agrees. And Esh and I is like, why? And Venli like, oh, I, nope, you just, you persuaded me. You're right. You're right. I'm not going to question anything else. And then she says, the storm will blow the wrong way after all. Eshenai says how do you know that? Venley says oh it's in the songs. Eshenai says it is not in the songs.
1: So Emily how does Venley know this? Well Venley's the scholar so I would think that maybe she has access or has studied things that Eshenai hadn't. Okay. Or okay this maybe sounds stupid Maybe she's made a friend with one of the evil's friend who are filling her in on what's going on. Hey, I'm
0: gonna sparkly ray for that. <laughs> I'm gonna sparkly ray for that. Okay, thank you. Uh yeah, that that this new form, Esh and I mentions that it doesn't seem to have really changed Venley at all. Yeah. And Venley and her scholars seem really comfortable in it, almost as if they've held forms like this before. So uh, Well. Here we go. the all the parshendi are gearing up to come out sorry all the listeners mm, all the war form we're gonna just call them the war forms i mean storm forms listen (laughs)
1: we're all coming everybody's going to the battlefield together (laughs) and it's not gonna be good probably (laughs) i love this I shoved down the screams and went to prepare another battalion of new soldiers she had always hated being a general. How ironic then that she would be recorded in their songs as the war leader who had finally crushed Dialethi? Mm, bad. Bad. Okay, and question. Yep. Gavilar discovered the listeners?
0: Oh, Dalinar discovered the listeners. Okay. Gavilar claimed credit for it. Okay. And the listeners are like, we discovered the humans. So they had not spoken, the the two peoples had not spoken to each other
1: before Dalinar came across them earlier. Okay. I just wondered, um, she says the le- war leader who had finally crushed the Alethi, like the Alethi have been fighting them for like six years yeah. now, I get that, but I just wondered if, if they had been angry at them before that, yeah. so... All right,
0: let's talk about Taravangian. Tara talk about a heavy, Ugh. delicious, dripping Wonderful. with lore and information oh. and things.
1: So good. So, Emily, what have you learned about Taravangian? That he went to the Night Sister. Uh-huh. No, he went to the Night Warden, the Night Seeker, the Night Watcher. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I was trying to to do charades with my eyes. So I poked at my eyes and then I looked and Emily goes, Seeker! And I'm like pointing at my eyes harder. The Watchers!
1: Watchers. They're going to kill one of us! So he apparently, we find out immediately, this is, okay, Brandon, I know you wrote these books and you are spacing out the information. I totally get that. But we have known forever that Dalinar went to the Night Watcher. And we still don't know what he asked for. No, we don't. But in just one chapter, we find out what Taravangian asked for. and A how secret has, wife. Yes. <laughs> 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 and how it has affected the entire world. Like, we're standing in the crumbling, ash-smoking heap of Vedin. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And.
0: Taravangian got bamboozled by a classic genie wish. Mm-hmm. He asked for wisdom and compassion, mm-hmm. and the the trade off way... is
1: and sorry, and a
0: way to save his people. Mm-hmm. Or I don't sorry. How did he specifically word it? He has capacity to stop what was coming, the capacity to save humankind. Mm-hmm. So he gets compassion and he
1: gets wisdom, but he does not ever have them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, it's very clear here why you need both of them. Because, oh, it's, oh, this was so good. This was so good. Because he's talking about he has like dull days and then he has like his brilliant days. And then there's his average days, which he spends most of his time in the average time. But when he's at his more brilliant, then he comes up with all sorts of perfect, wonderful solutions. Like you have to take a test before you can have kids. Which I hear which is people, bad. Which is bad. Which that's... I hear people joke about that, and sometimes it's like, oh, ha, ha, yeah, it's funny because you know anybody can just have kids, but like, but that's eugenics. He did it in the way that it's eugenics. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, a, oh, this would be hilarious. It's no, I'm only going to let the most elite, the most yeah, you know, intelligent. Ones. So
0: back in
1: book one, mm-hmm. when Shalon, Yasna,
0: and Teravangian have lunch together, mm-hmm. and Teravangian seems you know, kind of slow in his talk with Yasna. Mm -hmm. That was a duller
1: day, but Mm -hmm. a more kind day. Yeah. In which we saw him. And he is tested every day when he wakes up. Like there are tests that he has, you know, come up with that helps everyone figure out, are you going to be this way or this way, you know, today? And he has put, he's very smart. He's Uh very intelligent. And I love and hate that. Because I'm just like, no, don't be so smart. But yes, be so smart, because it makes you a tougher villain to defeat. Where he's like, I'm not allowed to make changes to basically city policy. Unless yeah. like there are specific things can that I, have to happen.
0: Yeah, can I read the conclusions of today's test? Yeah, yeah. He is fit to serve... He may not offer binding commentary on the diagram, mm-hmm. but, in that, but he may interact outside of supervision. He may change government policy so long as there is a three-day delay before the changes take effect, and he may also freely pass judgment in trials.
1: Ooh. Oh, this is so,
0: this is so cool. I just, I've been holding this in so long, and I can't stop anymore. Oh, are you going to fart? <laughs> Right. you blame me but i think we all know i've never held in a fart in my <laughs> life <laughs> just let them rip remember how i said we'd find a few other secret societies mm-hmm. besides the Ghost blood bloods? diamonds,
1: <laughs> <The>
0: blood
1: diamonds.
0: <laughs> the, yep because the diamond <laughs> tattoo i
1: so sorry besides
0: the ghost bloods yes the followers of the diagram are a competing secret society. That's why you
1: like the Magnus Archives so much. Yep, yeah. they don't have secret societies. They have like groupings. They have cults. It's not the same thing. <laughs> a secret society and a cult are not the same thing. Yeah, because cults actively recruit in a way okay. that secret societies don't. <laughs> okay.
0: Is this why you like them? <laughs> no, I like it because it's got a good overarching story. It's compelling, and I like the central love story. Nice. I'm so sorry. I did not I you
1: didn't can make to fun. interrupt you Jeez. like that. It's
0: so good. I make fun of me all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, the diagram, the ghost bloods, and then whatever group Gavilar and Amara were a part
1: of, that's something different. Mm-hmm. That's Those are our secret societies. And so, because I was reading this just, like, so fast, I just couldn't get enough of it. So, um, again, that's how I read stuff. I'll skim through it, find out what happens, then I go back and, like, kind of layer in more information. But the diagram, capital D... Is basically how to save the world. And one of the ways to do that is to be prepared for the void bringers or whatever, which is why they have been collecting the death rattles or the death words or whatever. And Tarafangian seems like torn about it. Like he's like, we have to do this. And it sucks that we have to kill people to do it, but it's, we have to do it. It's it's trolley problem time. Mm -hmm. Emily, where did the diagram come from? Okay, so it came on a day when he was so brilliant, it never should have happened. Yeah. Like, they, they do this great sort of, like, math. And listen, I didn't take statistics. I didn't take any classes like that. So this didn't quite go over my head, but I was kind of like, if I had taken statistics, I might understand this better. But basically, they're taking an average of just, like, these are how many days you're dull this is how many days you're average this is how many days you're smart and out of those days and then out of those days and then out of those days and basically his intelligence I guess intelligence or his not compassion but his other side on that one particular day was like astronomically high like that should have never happened in like 2,000 years or something like that like it was nigh impossible for Mm -hmm. him to be this brilliant on this day but that's when he came up with the idea, basically, of I think the death words and how to destabilize the entire world and who needed to die. Mm-hmm. So, a bit of clarification on the diagram. He did not see the future.
0: Okay. This wasn't like a vision of whatever. Not like Dalinar. Not like, yeah, not like Dalinar. And not like, we'll find out in this chapter, Gavilar. Oh, that's right. What? Wow. See, is that hereditary? Raphael? Okay we we'll us talk, we'll talk about it. Okay. Here. He's basically just making connections based on his knowledge of all the... It's like, you know, Yasna had notes on the High Princes. Mm-hmm. Taravangia knows things about people. Okay. And he's come up with this plan where he's like, Sherlock planned for every single possible outcome. Okay. And he's created the diagram. Mm-hmm. And on his... Because, you know, that was his most brilliant day ever. All of his other days have been spent trying to figure
1: out what he meant when he created the diagram. Oh, that's right, because he didn't. He wrote it in code, correct? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, he was like, "I remembered to carve the code key, so that we could decipher this." Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, so they are here in the capital of
1: Yakoved, and I was shocked at this. Absolutely floored that not. Was it only enough to kill the, kill the, the ruling leaders, but, like, he's going through and systematically taking people's loyalties by swooping in and helping after what this terrible thing has happened. And, uh, he's got, like, his assistants
0: and his, Mm -hmm. uh, counselors Mm -hmm. that are just a cool set of characters that are great. But I have something to bring up okay. about the death rattles. Okay. Dova reports the number of death rattles we're finding has dropped even further. That's right. She didn't find a single one yesterday and only two the day before. And then Tervangian says, Moloch moves then, Teravangian said. Oh, it yeah. is certain now the creature must have been drawn
1: by something westward. Westward ho? Oh. What's in the west? Uh, the Shattered Plains. No, they're east. Oh, you're right.
0: <laughs> What's in the west?
1: Um, Shin. Shinovar. Shinnevar's in the west. Uh, Azorona. <laughs> the Reshi
0: Isles are in the west. Yeah, they're kind of north as well. So, Moloch, whatever this is.
1: How did they know he went west?
0: I'll just tell you. The frequency of death rattles mm-hmm. is an indication of wherever Moloch is. Okay. That whatever this creature is, death rattles are
1: more common around it. Okay. Is it like a spren? It is like a spren. Is it like different magic? It is like... It is you are like, zero
0: help to me. It is like <laughs> non... Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. The stormlight, the investiture, that's a part of the cause. We'll just let's just stop. Let's just stop. I'm not gonna try and vague post about this.
1: Let's just say Moloch is not of honor. Okay, I will. I will accept that. Okay, and it's very interesting because Taravangian and his associates are kind of like mapping out. Like, yes, the diagram said this would happen. Yes, the diagram said this would happen. But what's happening is the diagram is not being followed hundred percent correctly. They are getting external factors that are throwing things off, like a surge binder. Yeah, in in the shattered planes, which they were not counting on, and that's gonna mess something up. Yep. And so I just okay, okay, okay. So you know, there's the theory that there are infinite alternate universes and like whatever decision you make in this universe here another one of you makes the opposite decision somewhere else or whatever and i feel like that's what might go on with the diagram is they're like here is the way that things need to go in order for you to fix this problem but there are too many variables for it to be a hundred percent correct yeah and so Teravangian is trying to take out all the variables uh-huh to keep his plan as close to the original as possible. Yep. And something has happened to change that. Someone has happened to change that. Um, uh, Zeth shows up in this chapter. Ooh. And Terramanjian just about, like, pees his pants. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: Terramanjian is... You know, listen, we'd, we'd seen him... We've seen him talk to Seth in the past, and he seems cold. Like, right? We saw him at the end of book one, and Mm -hmm. it was scary. Yeah. But here, he's... Teravangian has to check to make sure that, oh, no, I still have his oath stone. (laughs) No one stole it. Because you were like... You predicted that Seth was going to
1: show up and just kill Teravangian. Yes, yes. I was hoping that was the case.
0: Well, Teravangian is like, why are you here? And Seth is like, we have a problem. And... Taravangian's advisors are like yeah
1: we do you were supposed to kill Dalinar and you ran away and I think that might also be scary for Taravangian because a weapon's not supposed to have their own opinion about anything a mm-hmm. weapon is supposed to just do what you tell it to do and so when he comes in almost looking for guidance and counsel that's not what's supposed to happen yeah. so Zeth says
0: Colin has a surge binder and Teravangian thinks, oh, he knows about Yasna. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I love that. That was wonderful. Teravangian knew that Yasna was a surge binder. Mm-hmm. Sorry, when I say that's wonderful, I meant it's wonderful that Teravangian is so wrong. So Teravangian thinks, oh, this means that Yasna must have
0: faked her death. But Zeth wasn't mm-hmm. talking. Zeth wasn't mm-hmm. really talking about Yasna. What, he, what was, did he What did he think? He thinks, had she faked her death then, as he suspected,
1: damnation. But... Zeth wasn't talking about Yasna. No, he wasn't. And I love that they're both talking about two different things and no one's bothering to communicate. But you have, here's the thing you've got Kaladin and you have Shalon. And with the sheer number amount of people out on the Shattered Plains, there's got to be more that we don't know about. Yeah. So
0: teravangian is realizing Mm -hmm. Zeth is talking with emotion. Yes. And that's something is up with him and is like oh my gosh why could this not have happened on a different day but instead he's like what 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 makes you what makes you say that and here we go i fought him zeth said he protected Colin. ah yes teravangian said thinking furiously zeth had been banished from shinovar made truthless for something relating to a claim that the Voidbringers had returned. If he discovered that he wasn't wrong about that claim, then what? Him. And this is when he realizes it's not Yasna. Yeah. You fought a Surge Binder. And then Zeth uh, talks about more. It's like he was an Alethi man. He healed his arm <laughs> after it was blade severed. He is radiant (laughs) and glances at Seth's hands and they're like just
1: he's repeatedly clenching them into fists over and over again. So maybe I'm talking out of turn but a lot of times like if you're going through strong emotion and you need to get rid of some energy like they tell you to shake your hands or clench your fists open and close just to like get some of that energy moving out. Interesting. Yeah so I wonder if that's just something like he's just feeling so much emotion it has to go somewhere which is dangerous because apparently Seth isn't supposed to feel emotion
0: listen here's the thing okay zeth feels extreme emotion Mm -hmm. and everyone merely assumes he doesn't because he doesn't express it in the same way Mm -hmm. and so in the when we saw teravangian and zeth talking at the end of the first book teravangian's like you are a specter from the gods (laughs) and i think teravangian has had zeth all wrong because as we the people who've been in zeth's Head no this boy feels things incredibly deeply mm-hmm. he feels so bad about all the people he murdered for no reason he, feels- he just feels so bad about he it he feels guilty he that does. he murdered hundreds feels guilty slaughtered, that he didn't do anything just, about no. <laughs> it
1: was he feels so guilty difficult. that he didn't
0: do anything about it even <laughs> though he could the whole time but it
1: was other people's fault no <laughs> If you
0: murder someone, that's on you. (laughs) That's still a murder. Cool motive. Still murder. (laughs) Anyway, um, thought up a lie and thought it up quick. Terabandian's like, oh, oh, Of, of, of course, I know what's happening here. Somebody stole one of the honor blades. Okay. Hey, Emily, what's an honor blade?
1: I'm assuming it's one of the original blades. And, and I, what it sounds like to me is that Zeth has been led to believe that if you have one of these, you can have the powers of a Radiant, even if you aren't Radiant, which is why he has that ability. Because Zeth's thing is just like, the Duke didn't have an honor blade, or he didn't have a, he summoned no blade. And, and Teravangian's like, but he used Stormlight, so he had to have a blade and then Zeth back and forth he's like no he didn't yes he did no he didn't yes he did and finally Teravangian's just like it is the only explanation and Seth is like you're right like he he's not used to arguing or having his own thoughts and feelings well he has his own thoughts and feelings he's not able to do anything about them so
0: Teravangian says one of the honor blades is vanished and Zeth is like one of the other 7 Which means including the one that Zeth has, how many Honor Blades do the Shin have?
1: Eight. And that is (laughs) my vindication (laughs) (laughs) from our very first episode
0: (laughs) that the people in Shinovar have eight of these so-called Honor Blades. Mm -hmm. And so we know that... And one more hint, one more dot, Mm -hmm. is it is one of the two that allow regrowth. Like what lift had. What lift can do. Okay. So remember how every radiant has two powers Mm -hmm. and knowing which two powers are. So I'm going to have you... I'm going to say, I'm going to have you deduce. I'm going (laughs) to tell you. Thank you. Each of these blades Mm -hmm. holds
1: two radiant powers. powers. Okay. Okay. And so the shin have eight talen brought his back, but it's been taken from him. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know where the 10th one is. We don't know where the 10th one is. Is is it Shallan's blade? We don't know. (laughs) Okay. We don't
0: know. We don't know. Does Shallan, does it take an inordinate amount of stormlight for her to do
1: her stuff? Well, no. She has a spren, though. She does have a spren, though. But who says you can't have both? Who says you can't have both? <laughs> have it all. You can have your honor blade and
0: spren bond it too. Yeah. Rayfo. Okay. Anyway, Terabandian is like, go kill Dalinar. And Zeth is like, I'm going to kill this other Radiant. And <laughs> like, no. Go kill Dalinar. Do not interact with this other guy. Do not attack Dalinar when he is present. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't it
1: convenient? Oh no, Megan, stop it! No! Oh, I didn't even think about that! That Kaladin has to stay home. Guess what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Kaladin's gonna sneak along anyway because he. He's gonna do it because. That's gonna. That's what's gonna you happen. think a man that's 13 feet tall can just fold up in <laughs> someone's suitcase and go on the shattered plane? Well, I'm sure they have like chill drawn cards that he can maybe stow away in. Because he can't walk, but I just. He's gonna show up out of the blue, and Dalinar's gonna be like, You never listen to me. Gonna, like, fly into the middle of the battle and be like, I was here the whole time. <laughs> and then Zeth is
0: about to attack, and then Kaladin pops up out of the wagon, and Zeth's yes. like, Well, I have to leave now. Well played, everyone. And yes, that's how the book That's exactly end.
1: how it's gonna end. That's the end of the Branderland.
0: Alright. Stay away from the man with the honor blade, kill Dalinar, and Zeth just goes and all You can feel the tension go out of all of the advisors because they're like, I thought we were dead. (laughs) Because this Yakovetian destruction is primarily Zeth's fault. He killed a ton
1: of the High Princes Mm -hmm. and the old king. Yeah. So, yep. And so they've left and everyone's trying to figure out who Zeth could be talking about. 'Cause they're just like, who's the surge binder? And it's it's suggested that it was Yasna's ward. And it says they had been startled when that one arrived on the Shattered Plains. Already they hypothesized that the girl had been trained, if not by Yasna, then by the girl's brother before his death. And so I just love all these different like he knows about Helloran. Mm-hmm. Helloran had a shard blade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's what I'm here's what I'm worried about is that Teravangian's gonna be cornered. And he thinks the only mm-hmm. way to fix it is to destabilize the trust that Adolin and Shallan have. And he's going to be the one to be like, did you ask Kaladin, what happened to your brother? And then <laughs> it's going to be bad. But, um, Taravangian says, no, he says it's a male, one of Dalinar's family members, question mark. So how does he, how does he figure that?
0: Um, because the seth said i got this okay Zeth said that a surge binder protected Colinar. Mm. sorry protected Colin. so a surge binder was protecting dalinar so teravangian's trying to reason this out mm-hmm. and he's like okay if he was there protecting Colin, was he another one of his family members because mm-hmm. we already know that yasna was a radiant
1: oh that makes sense yeah yeah
0: Um, But as he continues thinking, he goes into the diagram itself and he's looking through and there's a hint that says, they will come, you cannot stop their oaths, look for those who survive when they should not, that pattern will be your clue. And this is when Teravangian is like, it's that bridgement because obviously tales of Kaladin's miraculous continued survival have spread.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That makes total sense.
0: Yeah, so Teravangian's not psychic, Mm -hmm. he's just... Like me, <laughs> and can connect patterns and guess the end of a movie. <laughs> nice, nice. So yeah, somebody's like, I didn't think that the Bridgman survival was important. It just sounded like another game of power between Sadius and Dalinar. Mm-hmm. And Teravangian like, how
1: everybody knows about these messy bitches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Their drama. And Teravangian's like, all right, wake up every sleeper spy we have. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the Alethi Kingdom. We have got to find this Bridgman.
1: What if Kaladin gets kidnapped and then he can't do anything because he, he can't, can't run, run do away? He doesn't have his friend anymore. Ugh.
0: But maybe that will help protect him because he's like,
1: I seriously don't have Stormlight. I feel like his his bridge crew will come after him though to yep. save him.
0: Anyway, we keep him away from Zeth at all costs. Mm-hmm. Our lives depend on it. Zeth is a beast who gnaws at his leg to escape his bonds. If he gets free. And then his, uh, Adrate- Ad- Adratasia asks, hey, we may have to reassess how clever you are because this is way smarter than we thought you were. And then Tervanjin's like, nah, you just underestimate average people because mm-hmm. you're smart. Yeah. Which. Fair. That's, Yeah. But, but he is, like, the same man who wrote the diagram, so he has memories of that day, mm-hmm. even
1: if he doesn't quite understand them. It's kind of like Eshenai's mom, um, where she has those memories but can only access them at particular That's times. That's
0: a good comparison. Thank you. So we go to see High Prince Valum, mm-hmm. King
1: Valum, yeah. who is... Very sickly. Like, he is at the end of his life sickly sort of a thing. And his bastard son is there. Is this the the Hedochromia dude from Shalon's childhood? I believe it is. Yes. And so, apparently, this is the king's last surviving kid who has a... Well, okay. In this society, can an illegitimate child take the throne yes it's difficult
0: but it's mentioned in the end of this chapter that because the king has his son kill him
1: patricide makes it much more difficult for him to Mm. attain the throne um because we find out that okay this one i wasn't quite sure because uh teravangian and the king are talking and the king obviously knows like he's dying teravangian's kind of one and I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not in this section, but he's just like, oh, you're going to reveal soon that you have some distant claim to the throne and step in and take care of these poor people for their own good. Is is he just saying like, I'm sure that's how the story will play out or does he know that Teravangian has a legitimate claim to the throne?
0: Uh, Teravangian does have a legitimate claim to the throne. Okay. okay. And to confirm, his son Redden is... Is the guy with one light eye and one dark
1: eye that visited Shallan's house when she was young. Yeah. And so the king kind of in like, hey, I'm gonna die soon, so I don't really care what I do. He's just like, Hey, go tell all the high princes I'm making my illegitimate son the king and someone has to be like, Oh, your majesty, they're all dead and he's like, Even this one, even this one? And they're like, Yes. <laughs> so like he has no one to gloat to. Uh, he's not making his son his heir. He's I declaring thought...
0: Teravangian his no. heir. No! I'm making this idiot my heir. Ha, let the other high princess chew on that. And he I waves thought... at Terevangian.
1: I thought he was... So he's calling Teravangian the idiot, not his right. son. Oh, okay. I read it very differently. Okay.
0: So he makes Teravangian his official heir, declares him his heir, and then
1: has his son kill him. hmm um, Teravangian inspected this red and curious. This was the king's ruthless executioner that he had read about. This concerned, helpless-looking man. Which I find incredibly interesting. Because Teravangian has gone, I'm sure the last few years of his life, being this kindly, wonderful old man, mm-hmm. hiding a heart of darkness and blackness and disgusting things in his soul does he not think anyone else is capable of that maybe if he was if he was a cleverer day
0: he maybe could figure that's it, out. it well uh asks everyone to leave to sit with the corpse of the king he's oh, killed
1: yeah Valan's life faded away until he was simply meat. Yeah. that is a great line
0: this, listen, this one and then the one about the corpse getting dragged by a leg the the like, through the snow. We
1: had a couple real bangers.
0: <laughs> um, so he came up with this plan to become king of Yaakovet and mm-hmm. it took him a few years, but he's finally done it. This is what the visions had proclaimed. Visions Gavilar had confided in him six years ago, the night of the Alethi king's death. Gavilar had seen visions of the Almighty, who was also now dead. And of a coming storm, unite them. Mm-hmm. Gavilar
1: saw the same visions that Dalinar has. Mm-hmm. Does Terra, well, Terra has to know Dalinar's having visions because it's. Because it got published. It's an open secret, yeah, yeah. So let's find out. I'm doing my best, Gavilar, Terra whispered. I am sorry, I need to kill your brother. What? Yep. What? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much, Megan. Well, I don't care. <laughs> uh, let's
0: let's talk about the Heralds this week. We have Paula. Uh-huh. And N- N- the e- one that starts with an N. E- e- nope. No. one that starts with an N is Justice with the Hood. Oh, shoot. Uh, the bald guy with the beard is... Uh, Usuresh. Oh. You mean Nahusuresh from a
1: different book series by Megan Whalen Turner? <laughs> I think that's not the first time I made that mistake. It's not. Sorry, this what's his is name? Ishar, E-shar. rush? Ishar. Yeah, Ishar uh, <laughs> is about piety,
0: oh, binding things. Perfect for the the for, ardents. Yep. And then Paula is being learned <laughs> and giving. Also, I think I think coordinates with the ardents. Uh,
1: and then we don't see this one very often. We don't. And it's a woman with a circlet around her her head want to say it's chach. Chach a Yep. You type so fast and not even have to plug. Do you
0: have to watch your fingers while you type? No. I, <laughs> was... <laughs> I was complimenting you. Take the compliment. Sorry. It's just, it's just the way that you said it uh, made it sound like you were like, that's not normal. And sorry. I'm like, sorry, I was diving deep into the, the Stormlight Archive in order to make sure Redden was that same guy Mm -hmm. okay this is actually uh this is Betab or Batar is also she's known by Batar is about being wise and being
1: careful which I think uh Eshenai is being in this chapter about like we can't just go do this right now we've got to like Yeah. yeah and then Teravangian has who is this
0: has uh Yezrian mm-hmm. and Paula. Yes. Yes. So Yezrian is about protecting and leading, which is what I believe Teravangian thinks he's doing. Mm-hmm. And Paula is about being learned
1: and yeah. giving. Which is what he thinks he's doing. I'm not sure what to pick for the song this week. Ooh.
0: Hmm. I'm trying to think about like the overall. Theme is okay. Something. I'm thinking, um, I don't know what to pick. Well, actually, I'm thinking <laughs> be our guest with the artists being like, eat all this good food, <laughs> <But> <laughs> and also it's French. <laughs> so, should we do Let's be our guest. Guest. Okay, I love, I love going that. from like the soft. We hold each other, and then the very next <laughs> track is BR. All right. We are going to start getting into part five. I'm not looking. I'm just putting in. Wins a Light. Ooh. So now I will read you the names of each of the five parts. All
1: right. Is that signed? Yeah. <gasps> Emily, I got this opening night okay. at the release. Excuse me for not remembering every piece of trivia you've ever thrown at me. <laughs> it's in our podcast. To listen to our podcast. <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah, I'm I my book is from opening night. This was the very first book release of Brandon's I went to. And I got it signed.
1: It's very cool. I while you're looking that up, I think I maybe I've mentioned this before, but that's one of my favorite things to do is collect signed books or to mm-hmm. take books to get signed. And uh listen, Brandon's a Utah author. He's at a lot of conventions, but like I just can't go up to him with, like, all four of my giant books and be like, please sign out of these. I bet I could forge his signature. Don't. I don't want that. I was a Disney character.
0: (laughs) And I can. So I know how to
1: commit fraud. I know a lot of
0: signatures. (laughs) And if I study a signature, I can learn how to do (laughs) it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So here are the five parts. Okay. A light. winds approach. Deadly. The approach. winds a light.
1: So it's a palindrome. It is. It is another <laughs> one of those of those poems.
0: Now, let's talk about who is going to be in part five. Tell me,
1: tell me, tell me, tell me. We me tell you, me. you
0: who the point of view characters are.
1: I'm assuming Kaladin. <laughs> Sorry, this is hard.
0: And we don't have the same page numbers. Okay. Okay, it is Elokar. Shut up Moash No Yasna
1: Stop (laughs) April Fools (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Charlie>, Caledon. <laughs> Shallan. Okay. Dalinar. Right. Adolin. Okay. Wit. Yes!
1: <laughs> were reading oh yeah <laughs> which one's most this chapter <laughs>
0: he's not in it I, <laughs> I mean so we are going to be reading that
1: was good you, you got me really good
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um we are going to be reading 76 the hidden blade 77 trust 78 contradictions and seventy nine towards the center, because seventy nine is just uh, three pages long. Okay, so there we go. That's there we what we're go. Gonna
1: do. We're gonna do it. We're
0: gonna do it. My abs God. hurt for laughing. <laughs> okay. Have a good day, everyone. Happy April Fool's. Bye. Oh, hi everybody. Can you, can you hear the birds outside my window? These birds sing all the time. Like, it'll be one o'clock in the morning. And someone outside my window will be like, Twiddley-doo! doo And I'm like, stop it! Well, it beats Sounds of Construction, I guess. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Sister Made Me View It. If you're listening in real time and this episode just came out, sorry. Uh, things got a little jumbled and we ended up airing last week's episode in basically this episode was supposed to come first and it came second. Now, if you're listening in the future and we're far, far past this whole mess, uh, the the order of songs in the playlist will be corrected. So don't even worry about it if you're from the future this is a present us problem but now it's fixed special thanks to michael biancardi for the use of his song a passing storm for our opener and closer uh if you're tuning in today great news there's also a roswell episode that came out today but if you're like hmm i would like more stormlight please amazing news Our next Stormlight episode will air a week from today, Thursday, July 6th. And then after that, Thursday, July 13th, we'll be back with another Roswell. Thanks everyone again for tuning in. I know I've said that like 50 times already, but we really super do appreciate all of you who listen to our show and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Of course you will. And do you want to know why? It's because I believe in you.